It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, coming in from Studio 31 at City National Arena on a beautiful Monday afternoon, this is Nighttime at Noon. And uh, kicking off 2023, our first Nighttime at Noon uh, for the new year. Uh, Brian McCormick here with you since, uh, and if you're on our streaming channels, you can see that there's nobody here to my left with me. Uh, the entire VGK broadcast organization, for the most part, is on its way out east for a, uh, a continuation of a big road trip for the VGK. So uh, we're going to talk through what has been a challenging stretch for the Golden Knights of late, including a loss last night in Arizona at Mullet Arena to the Arizona Coyotes to kick off. This six-game road trip, Golden Knights, who have been such a strong road team all season long, now 15-4-2 and two, uh, away from T-Mobile Arena after last night's results. So for the Golden Knights, uh, this is going to be an important road stretch uh, for them to continue to, to find success away from home, and they're going to need to do so as, boys, the, the picture in the Pacific Division towards the top tightening up. Of course, they've been Bandying back and forth with the Seattle Kraken, who have been on a good tear of late. They've won seven of their last ten. So the Seattle Kraken uh, with three, uh, pardon me, two games in hand on the VGK. Uh, certainly the team that is making the uh, the greatest push to, to knock the Golden Knights out of that top spot in the Pacific. They are right now one point back. The LA Kings, who have played one game more than anybody else in the division, are two points back of the VGK. So uh, it, it's an important stretch for the Golden Knights to, to continue finding uh, road success as this is going to be certainly a tough trip for them. They head out to uh, the metropolitan New York area. They're going to take on the New Jersey Devils, the New York Rangers, who have played uh, much better hockey over the last month. Islanders have been struggling a little bit, uh, and then we get the uh, the all-star break before they wrap up in Nashville and Minnesota. So it's going to be a, a challenging uh, road trip, but one that the, the VGK can hopefully find themselves, find a little bit more offensive consistency. Uh, and set themselves back on track. So we're going to talk about the uh, the games to come, the games that have been, including the uh, the win over the Washington Capitals uh, on Saturday night that uh, was kind of a nice uh, offensive surge, and, and perhaps for some VGK fans thought, okay, there, there you go, back on track. Uh, that was followed up by last night's loss uh, in Arizona and the Clayton Keller show. So we'll discuss that as well. And to get on with uh, some of the prospects and usually when i'm here no better time to talk hsk prospects than than now uh we will talk a little bit about what the silver knights uh, have been up to and to help us do so general manager tim speltz uh, who can help us focus in on some of the young players who are going to be part of the vgk future and who's been finding ways in what has been a bit of a challenging season thus far for the silver knights uh what individuals are finding their way through those challenges to grow and uh, and develop and, and uh, to, to brighten the picture of, of what is to come down the road for the VGK. So all that to discuss. Tim Speltz near the bottom of the hour uh, is when he'll hop on and join us. So if you look at the uh, the results last night uh, for the Golden Knights in Arizona, again, it was an Arizona team that uh, has been struggling, and that's not news. Arizona's having a season that uh, is is pretty much what uh, what was expected heading into the year they're now 15 27 and 5 that was just their second win in their last 10 games for the Arizona Coyotes but still a team that has young skill and we saw it on display last night Dylan Gunther who uh, starred at the World Junior Championships for Canada got on the board for the uh, for the Coyotes early uh, and then Clayton Keller kind of handled things the rest of the way for the Golden Knights 
the injuries and the uh, the call-ups from, from Henderson have uh, not been a secret. We know Byron Fraze scoring Saturday night, but he's been involved. Jonas Romberg's been heavily involved. Caden Korzak played 20 minutes last night. So players that have been brought up uh, for Bruce Cassidy, he's used them. It hasn't been a matter of trying to pencil them in here and there. They've had to be relied upon, and uh, that's something that Tim Speltz can probably give us some perspective on as well, which players are going up and not just taking advantage of the opportunity, but perhaps transforming the uh, expectations for them into something a little bit more uh, substantial. And again, Caden Korzak coming up after Daniil Miramanov had already been up and now is injured after. Braden Pahal got significant time. Uh, Caden Korzak, a younger player, but a player with a high ceiling, and a second-round pick that they expect a lot of. Uh, you can already see them leaning into him a little bit. So uh, for the Golden Knights last night, you know that they want to find a little bit more offensive uh, consistency, and it kind of harkens back to, to what we saw at the start of the homestand, which, again, was a, a tough home stretch for the Golden Knights, 3-4-0 on that uh, homestand, and when you have a seven-game homestand, you want to take advantage of it, and the Golden Knights didn't get the, the points out of it that they wanted, but, you know, we've even heard Bruce Cassidy kind of make mention of, you know, you need your best players to be your best players, and you need the, uh, you know, certain individuals to, to drive things forward, and from a Golden Knights perspective, the fact that we are talking about the impact of, of Paul Cotter uh, and, you know, depth players that are, that are contributing offensively, that's what you want. But at the same time, you want that to kind of supplement your go-to guys being your go-to guys. And as much discussion as we have on a day-to-day -day basis about the systems, about the systems that the uh, that, that the Golden Knights employ, you know, you need individual players to, to step up and, and kind of be difference makers. And for the uh, in in recent days, for the VGK, that's been a little bit uh, scattered in terms of, of who's going to carry the load. So. Uh, certainly important going against a New Jersey Devils team uh, tonight that uh, has had a lot of uh, young superstar firepower like we've seen from Jack Hughes. Uh, it, it's going to be a fast, high-flying game for the uh, the Golden Knights to keep pace in and uh, certainly going to be a busy, busy trip for the goaltending as well. Well, as we mentioned, the uh, the Silver Knights, or this this show might be a little bit more Silver Knight-centric, but the Silver Knights coming off two games in Colorado over the weekend, both one-goal losses, and, and for the Silver Knights, that has been kind of the trend uh, over the course of the last uh, month with the Silver Knights uh, winning three straight games last week at home to kind of right the ship and get them back on track after a difficult return from the All-Star break. Silver Knights did lose two games in Colorado, but they were one-goal losses where they had that late comeback surge, that late comeback attempt that they weren't able to polish off. But for the Silver Knights, uh, they too are feeling the absences of the likes of Caden Korzak, Byron Fraze, Jonas Rombier. Those are big names to have out of the lineup. So for the Silver Knights, they're going to try to find a little bit more offensive uh, consistency themselves. Gage Quinney has been driving the bus for them. He has 12 goals in his last 16 games, but was unable to play last night. So Silver Knights finding, uh, searching for options, trying to find uh, long-term answers uh, in terms of, of goal production, but young players and young VGK prospects like Patrick Gay in particular, who was drafted this past summer, uh, a player who's shown nice flashes with the Silver Knights uh, when he's been up from Savannah. So certainly for uh, Tim Speltz, when we talk to him later, that'll be uh, something we'll want to touch on with him of which players uh, have utilized that Savannah partnership to their uh, to their advantage and uh, been able to, to, to grow in these last couple of months. Well, so uh, Golden Knights fans, the Foley Food and Wine Society was created to celebrate three of Bill and Carol Foley's greatest passions, world-class wines, exceptional cuisine, 
and magnificent travel destinations. Members of the Society will have access to an entire portfolio of properties around the world and have the exclusive opportunity to join like-minded individuals who seek to experience the finer things in life. Join for free today by visiting FoleyFoodAndWineSociety.com, FoleyFoodAndWineSociety.com. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, where the VGK find themselves and how they can find uh, a little bit more oomph in this road trip out east. That's straight ahead on Nighttime at Noon. Brian McCormick here with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back at St. National Arena, Brian McCormick here with you on Nighttime at Noon, the first such edition of 2023, getting you ready for the uh, VGK's continuing road trip out east. And let me check myself. I said something very, very silly in the last segment. I'm sure you all caught it and uh, hopefully didn't pull over on the side of the road to call in and tell me that I made the air. I said Devils tonight. That was a silly mistake. The VGK traveling today. The game against the Devils will be uh, tomorrow, and then they are in New York on Friday and Saturday to take on the Rangers and the Islanders. Uh, Brian McCormick here with you. We're going to catch up with Tim Speltz in our next segment, the general manager of the Henderson Silver Knights, who can give us prospect updates and also get us uh, a sense of uh, the organizational uh, direction right now and some of the, the meetings for management and uh, what they're looking to uh, to achieve over these coming months uh, in the second half of the regular season. Uh, important to touch on uh, tomorrow's broadcast, TV broadcast for the Golden Knights and the New Jersey Devils is an ESPN Plus Hulu exclusive broadcast. So you'll have to find a place, uh, if not on your living room couch, to watch on ESPN Plus uh, or Hulu for the Golden Knights and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, by the way, again, one of the best stories in the Eastern Conference this season. They are 30-12-4 under Lindy Ruff. They've won seven of their last ten and currently two points back of the Carolina Hurricanes for the first spot in the Metro. So uh, lots for the Devils fans to smile about thus far and uh, also a team that's given up 121 goals this season. That is the fewest in the Metropolitan Division and the fewest in the Eastern Conference. So the Devils have been a good defensive team. They've gotten good goaltending from Vitek Vanacek, uh, and it's going to be uh, certainly a challenge uh, for the Golden Knights heading out east. But that uh, is really what they've uh, done their best work this season on the road has been going into difficult barns. And, of course, their Eastern Conference uh, swing earlier in the season, uh, one of the strongest points of, of their launching point to this year. So uh, it's certainly going to be uh, good TV tomorrow night on ESPN Plus and Hulu. For the Golden Knights, uh, Touch on Logan Thompson and Bruce Cassidy, who will both represent the Golden Knights at NHL All-Star Weekend. Bruce Cassidy, of course, uh, his system with uh, a very similar cast to what the Golden Knights had last season has proved successful, has been uh, one of the reasons that the Golden Knights have been one of the top teams in the Western Conference the first half of the year. Uh, a lot of the coaches who have made moves this year, and I guess sometimes that's just the uh, – the result of coaching changes is sometimes a you know a fresh voice in a new setting can be successful. But you look at how many new coaches around the uh, the NHL, or should I say, coaches in new venues around the NHL this season. Bruce Cassidy being one. Pete DeBoer in Dallas having a phenomenal season. Jim Montgomery in Boston is probably uh, the front runner for the Eastern Conference uh, side of the equation for Coach of the Year. And Rick Bonus in Winnipeg has the Jets as one of the top teams in the Western Conference. So we see a lot of strong coaching performances. Bruce Cassidy, one of them, and he will be at All Star Weekend. And Logan Thompson will have off to All-Star Weekend as well. Uh, the rookie for the Golden Knights between the pipes uh, is making a very strong push for Rookie of the Year. Uh, and just what a what a rapid ascension it's been for Logan Thompson from being the goaltender of the year in the American Hockey League 
two seasons ago. Last year got his first substantial opportunity in the second half of the season in the National Hockey League, and this year has been uh, goaltender 1A for the Golden Knights. Uh, and while the Golden Knights are going through the injury struggles that they've been going through, uh, you certainly know Logan Thompson, a player that's going to le- be leaned upon to help get them through it. Uh, he's had a very strong first half of the year. And you know what, with that, uh, just so you don't uh, have to listen to me talk to myself the entire time, let's bring in Lindsey Brown, who's on the other side of the glass and uh, goaltender uh, in her uh, college days. You guys have heard from Lindsey Brown by now, of course. Uh, Lindsey, I'm curious what you think of what Logan uh, Logan Thompson's been able to do through this uh, first half of the season when you know he came into the season in camp Really, the discussion was he had to still prove himself and fight for a job, and though he and Aiden Hill have been kind of working in tandem set for much of the year, uh, it's, it's got to be a, a pleasant surprise for the VGK to see Logan Thompson doing what he's done thus far. Oh, it absolutely has been, and, and it's a huge reason why they've been able to really get to the top of this Pacific division and really have that ability to maintain the gap as slim as it has become. But, you know, it's been a really interesting study to see how he's handled the pressure of being the starting net miner psychologically and working through it, because ultimately we all know what he's capable of, how athletic he is, how well he can take care of the puck and, and this team for that matter. But it's about finding that consistency on a night-to-night basis, and that's why you want him challenged every day that's why you want him feeling like he needs to earn this ice each and every day because I don't think he's worked himself into that position to be yeah I'm comfortable I'm the guy here we need to see more because that's going to get more out of him and it's going to be better for this team overall and of course when there's any challenging stretch for a team it's going to impact everybody's statistics and Logan Thompson as well he has one win in his last five outings and he's given up three goals or more uh, in four of those five, so certainly Logan Thompson trying to to help get the the ship or get the uh, the train back on the right tracks uh, as well. But uh, this will be a, a good stretch for him this road trip. And you know, Lindsay, it, it's not a coincidence, I don't think, that the Golden Knights have had so much success on the road this season. Sometimes getting away from home when you're having a hard time is the best thing for you. And a Golden Knights team that is a game above 500 at T-Mobile Arena, but. Uh, 11 games above 500 now on the road. This might be just the challenge at just the right time that they need heading into the All-Star break. Absolutely, and i got to think that when you play at T-Mobile Arena with entertainment value, with what we've been used to as a fan base, you expect that team to come into that building every night and succeed versus going on the road. You expect to work hard. You don't expect those wins, and so maybe that, that little bit of chiropractic adjustment will help them get back on track because I think they really need to get their confidence going, especially in the early minutes of periods where it just seems like they keep getting scored on with about two minutes into each game and that's just it's such a tough spot to play from behind and try to find your game at the same time I think it's definitely interesting for the Golden Knights you look at last night's performance against the Arizona Coyotes where uh, they don't get the the result that they want of course and playing in a pretty unique venue as well of course is mm-hmm. uh, being a mullet arena and that uh, that can be its its own side conversation topic I suppose just the the novelty of it all but we're in late January it's it's not new anymore it may be new for the VGK but it's not new overall um, but you know the the mistakes that the the Golden Knights made or, or the, the plays that led to offense for the uh, Arizona Coyotes we saw Dylan Gunther with uh, a shot from between the hash marks but a pass from that came from below the goal line Keller's second goal was a goal that, uh, shot that came from a pass below the goal line mm-hmm. those are areas where maybe you say okay when you have young defensemen or when you're missing some of your key pieces 
uh, on the back end. And, of course, Shea Theodore has been out for a while. Zach Whitecloud has been out for a while now. Maybe that's where you start to see some of that impact is, is not so much the 200-foot game but the end zone play. Absolutely. And you got to think, too, just with the new systems, not to get too deep in the weeds here, but Bruce Cassidy wants those defensemen to stay in the front of that. They don't want a ton of chasing below because that ultimately takes that body away from in front and m- making a potential additional defensive play. And so you just got to get back to those little details that make this game easier where you're getting pucks deep. And I know that's a very cliche thing to say, but that extra 10 defeat difference uh, in the offensive zone is everything. And that's where you see those goal line plays because the Golden Knights find a lot of their success offensively in that same manner. It's just usually when number 61 is out there. And so they got to kind of find their new identity without him because we're not really sure when he's going to be back. And I think that's why this road trip is kind of the perfect antidote for them to do just that. And that's Lindsey Brown, insider. We've seen her in the press conference room. Uh, good perspective to get. And for the Golden Knights, uh, they do get the benefit of Again, not knowing exactly when they're coming back, but when you see players around the team, that's good for the group, but also you know, an indication that they're, they're in the mix and the swing of things. And Shea Theodore, Zach Whitecloud, Brett Howden all will be traveling with the team on this East Coast road trip. So that's a good sign. Again, we knew that Shea Theodore was going to be closer to coming back than Zach Whitecloud was, but Theodore, Whitecloud, Brett Howden, they're all going to be traveling. Uh, out to the uh, northeast for the VGK. So that is good news. And uh, again, despite the the hard times that the Golden Knights have experienced of late, still second uh, overall in wins in the Western Conference. Uh, so again, that's that's the benefit and the beauty and the importance of getting off to a good start to the season. We're midway through the season. It seems a little uh, past the point to be talking about good starts. But nonetheless, when you give yourself a cushion for these stretches that are going to happen, they're going to happen. Uh, it gives you a little bit of, of wiggle room to play with, uh, and we'll see what the uh, VGK can do heading on the road where they've played their best hockey. Also worth uh, keeping an eye on a couple of milestones on the way. Jonathan Marcheseau, William Carlson, uh, and William Carlson, who's uh, been productive of late, they're both uh, two games away from 400 games in a VGK uniform, so uh, that should happen on this road trip as well. Well, switching back uh, over to the HSK, as I mentioned, uh, while I'm sitting here, you might as well get a Silver Knights update uh, of some uh, substance. So the uh, Silver Knights are about to kick off a six-game homestand. So uh, for those of you who love watching hockey in person, the VGK are going to be on the road for a while. The Silver Knights can help fill that void for you in the meantime uh, at the Dollar Loans Center. Six home games between January 25th and February 11th. The San Jose Barracuda come into town for two this weekend. Uh, The Calgary Wranglers will be in town on Saturday night, Uh, and then Colorado coming in for a pair right before the All-Star break. Uh, And for those of you who enjoy keeping tabs on VGK alumni, uh, well, the Calgary Wranglers are a good team to catch while they're in town. Former Silver Knight and former Golden Knight played a couple of games. Ben Jones uh, playing a leading role with Calgary this season. Oscar Dansk playing in Calgary this season as he is playing uh, backup to uh, Dustin Wolf, who you could make an argument is the leader in the clubhouse for the AHL's Goaltender of the Year award. So uh, Calgary's a good team to catch on a Saturday night uh, if you want to head on down to the DLC. But uh, for the Silver Knights, uh, again, two losses in Colorado, but two really tightly contested games. Uh, Silver Knights were uh, playing in the final minutes of uh, each contest with an NMT trying to make a final push, unable to, to break through. But uh, and we'll hear from Tim Speltz on the other side of this coming break. No question for the Silver Knights. They're very, very pleased with the performance of some of their AHL-contracted players. And again, for an AHL-contracted player, that's not someone who's going to be able to get called up to the Golden Knights without 
a separate transaction. There would have to be a signing to an NHL deal, which happens when necessary. But uh, there are still players who are trying to use this as an audition to get that NHL deal at some point, perhaps this summer. And Connor Ford is a player that Manny uh, Viveros has said has been arguably their best player over the course of the last couple of weeks, one of their best players. Gage Quinney certainly, uh, with the offensive number, has been the the standout on the score sheet. Uh, Another AHL contract, Jake Bischoff, another AHL contract who got a very long look in training camp with the VGK at the start of this season. So those are three players who have, have really made a mark. But in addition to that, Two players that this past week have, have really stood out. Zachary Mananen, who uh, came over from Finland in the offseason with an NHL deal with the VGK and maybe an option for them uh, in, if these needs for call-ups continue. Zachary Mananen out for 16 games with a lower body injury. He came back on Wednesday, and he's got five points in three games since coming back. So Zachary Mananen's return has been uh, not only a big lift for a team that could use some vet, uh, veteran scoring presence, but also a player that was really just starting to find his stride in the North American game before he went out in early December. So you hoped after 16 games away, it's understandable anybody might have some cobwebs, how easily would he reintroduce himself? Uh, and it's been like he never left. If, if nothing else, he's looked perhaps a little bit quicker and a little bit more uh, assertive in the offensive zone. So Zachary Manning being in, that's uh, an option now over time as he gets completely back to game shape. Uh, for Kelly McCrimmon if he needs reinforcements from down below. And another is Maxim Marashev, which is the other end of the spectrum. Maxim Marashev, who is a seventh-round pick, maybe gets put a little bit under the radar when we have our discussions about VGK prospects. Maxim Marashev always been a good bottom-six skill-checking forward and a good penalty killer. But over the last couple of weeks has, has elevated his game, and Manny Vivero said the game that he's played over the last two weeks is, you could say, the best he's played since coming over to North America. So encouraging signs uh, for some of the depth options for the Silver Knights over the course of the last couple of weeks, and of course that is potential future depth options for the VGK as well. And the person who can tell us better info on all of this is Tim Speltz, and we're going to join him on the other side of the break. But first, Golden Knights fans, the NBA G League Ignite is coming to Henderson. The G League Ignite is set to play at the Dollar Loan Center for the 2022-23 season. That season is well underway. Scoot Henderson and other future stars of the NBA in action at the DLC. Catch them in action and secure your single game or season tickets now with seats starting at just $15. Visit thedollarloancenter.com and get your tickets now, thedollarloancenter.com. We will hop out, and when we come back, we should have general manager Tim Speltz of the Henderson Silver Knights on the line. He can tell us about prospects, about the uh, pace of this HSK season, this homestand to come, which is going to be super significant for the Silver Knights as they try to push their way back into the playoff picture, uh, and also the overall uh, scouting philosophy that the VGK will have going forward. That is all straight ahead on Nighttime at Noon. Brian McCormick here with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back on Nighttime at Noon, Brian McCormick here with you. Want to learn how to skate like the pros? Curious to see where the Golden Knights practice or want to grab some gear? Well, stop by and visit City National Arena located in downtown Summerlin as the official practice facility of the Vegas Golden Knights. For hours in programming, visit citynationalarena.com and learn more citynationalarena.com. Come. I'm at City National Arena. That's where Studio 31 is. That's where I'm sitting. It's nighttime at noon. 
we will catch up in the coming moments with Henderson Silver Knights general manager Tim Speltz, who uh, let's bring back in nighttime at noon correspondent Lindsey Brown. Do we have Tim yet on the on the on the horn? Still working on Tim. All good. We'll have him shortly. But when we do, we're going to pepper him with questions about hockey things. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Golden Knights continue their road trip tomorrow night in New Jersey against the New Jersey Devils. It'll be the Devils, the Rangers, and the Islanders in that Metro New York swing. And then Nashville and Minnesota on the other side of the break. Uh, of course, the uh, All-Star festivities, lots of fun. Bruce Cassidy and Logan Thompson will both be there on site. Uh, which you know, I'm curious with the uh, the overall personality of Logan Thompson, who's fun. He likes to uh, put on a show. I mean, I'd be curious to see whatever his involvement may be in whatever skills competition uh, activities there may be or whatnot. I would put the challenge to Logan Thompson to be fascinating and perhaps become uh, a national sensation for his. We got his him, Brian. Wit. Um, we, well, okay, well, then I'll stop waxing poetic about Logan Thompson because we have Henderson Silver Knights general manager Tim Speltz on the line. Tim, appreciate you joining us on this Monday afternoon after what I know, I know firsthand, was a busy travel night uh, last night. Uh, we'll start off with something broad. Uh, the overall, uh, how, the, how the Silver Knights are, are looking uh, after this two-game weekend in Colorado where things currently stand in Henderson. Yeah, I mean it, it's you know it's, it's we've had some tough tough games, and uh, when I say that, I mean uh, competitive games, games that, that we're in, games that are right there for us. We haven't been able to get on the right side of them, and and uh, you know I, I won't say ever, but uh, the last two for sure it was that way. One goal losses, one we we had a fight back, and then last night or yesterday afternoon at least where you know we we scored in the third period and and uh you know again another late goal in the in the last 10 minutes to to lose by a goal put on pressure had some chances at the end but haven't been able to get over the top and and uh for me it's it's been a real good opportunity uh for our young prospects uh they're getting ice time and it's a little bit of baptism by fire uh which you do to go through in the uh in the american hockey league uh, and yet we like to get on the right side of it, but at the same time, uh, we do like some of the things we've done. Our, you know, our last uh, three-game homestand, where you know we won three games, we played very well in in all three, especially the two against Calgary. So we see some bright spots. Uh, we're looking forward to, you know, getting our health back. We we've got uh, some guys that are going to be returning soon, and I think VGK is the same. The guy as guys could return there, we could get players back. So. You know, I look at it, I think all our players are going to be better as we move forward because of the challenges we've went through, but that doesn't help us to get on the right side of uh, of the winning, uh, winning note uh, playing these games. Tim, obviously part of development for young players, it's not just the overall ice time they get. There's an element of, of situational hockey as well. It's interesting to me that the last three, four losses that the Silver Knights have had, going back a couple of weeks, uh, has had an element of, uh, I mean, what I described, whether it's a good analogy or not, I described it to May Viveros as like a, a two-minute offense, where you guys have erased multi-goal deficits, you've had an empty net late, you've had an offensive push, and that push has, has produced uh, results, not necessarily wins, but has made it a hockey game. They've effectively performed in those moments that required a significant push. Do players learn anything from that? Is there a reason why you guys have had success uh, in those urgency requiring moments late in games well i think the key word that you just used is urgency and uh you know it's uh you know when you've got young prospects and and uh it's different for them uh from where they've played 
before in the in the amount of games, in the amount of you know physical games, the tough travel. It's totally different uh, for a lot of guys, and, and they have to learn that. And uh, the urgency that you bring sometimes at the end of the game when you're down is just that. It's, it's urgency. It's it's do or die. It has to be right now. And yet that has to be more part of your game, you know, every shift. And, and yet that's not something that just happens. That's something that's that's learned. That's something you have to go through. And, and that's something that you get better by doing. So we, we do feel that our, our players are gaining that experience. And we do see, you know, we do have seen some, some positive results with that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, some nights when you're, you're down by two, you do score one. Uh, last night we were down by one and, and couldn't find a way to, to get that equalizer, uh, which is a big thing. But but I do like the fact that our team, you know, uh, we don't give up, uh, we don't quit, uh, we battle right to the end, and, and I think that's something that we have to be, you know, bring to our game for a full 60 minutes. Talking to Silver Knights general manager Tim Speltz, uh, you know, Tim, a, a player that I think it's been so encouraging this year, the season he's having, is Gage Quinney. He's on AHL contract, but that's in part because of the, the health challenges he's had the last couple of seasons. Now he's been playing consistently and the numbers of late, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's 12 goals in the last 16. He's been the, the go-to finisher and he's doing it a number of ways. What are you guys seeing from Gage Quinney? How is he uh, taking advantage of, of what this year was expected to be for him? Well, I mean, credit to Gage for everything that he's went through. Your point, you brought that up. And, and uh, you know, for me, uh, he had a real tough year last year that he that he battled through, and at the end of the year, uh, you know, as as you know, the the, the COVID and the, and the long COVID that Gage Gage had, there there just there didn't necessarily seem to be a reason for it, other than time, uh, you know, that he fought through it, and, and over time, uh, he did have less and less uh, symptoms, and and at the end of the year, you know, he was able to uh, you know start to work out again and, and be his normal self. Uh, throughout the summer, we thought he was that. And I think Gage is a is a you know veteran AHL player. I mean the grind that we just talked about uh, for young players. Gage has been through that. Gage has experienced that. Gage has learned from that. And and uh, for me, he's got a good level of skill. He can score. He's a smart player. Uh, he understands the game well. And and that's what he brings us, uh, helping you know helping to to not only make our team better but also help the young guys learn uh, what it takes. We're with Tim Speltz. Uh, Tim, I'm curious. We haven't had too much opportunity this season yet to talk about uh, about Maxi Marishev. I, f- I feel like maybe just because he plays more of an underlying role at times, but he's been putting up points the last couple of games, and Manny Vivero said right now he might be playing the best hockey he's played since coming over from North America. How's he growing? Well, and, and I sure agree with Manny. I mean, at least in my time here, Max is, is playing the best, and, and he started. Uh, he's definitely taken a step. Uh, he's learning, you know, what it's all about to, to bring your game, you know, shift to shift, game to game, you know, every day, and, and that's not an easy thing. And, and Max, you know, last year I, I, I said Max is a is a tease for me. Every game he'd show me something that I liked, but it just wasn't on a consistent basis. But he's done a good job to get more consistent in his game. Uh, he's more reliable for the coaches, and, and he's a guy that uh, you know I refer to when I say I expect when we get our, our group back and he's in his right spot, he's going to be a solid contributor for us. And a player that's been playing with Maxi Marishev, it's an AHL contracted player, but he's a young player that, that you guys had high hopes for over the course of uh, his development this season. It was going to be Connor Ford. Uh, and in all elements of the game, he's been someone that Manny Viveros has relied on heavily these last few weeks. 
Yeah, Connor is a is a good you know and, and you know, the overused term, but but it it fits Connor very well. Is is two way forward. He can he'll play in in all situations. He he doesn't score easy, but he does get a lot of opportunities to score, and then that's a you know I think a credit to to him and his work ethic and and how hard uh, he plays the game and, and understands the game and gets himself in in uh, good spots on the ice and and uh, you know I think that's why you know he's so reliable. For, for a coach is, is that he uh, he does play the the game very well at both ends. We're at Tim Speltz. Uh, you mentioned for the Silver Knights their performance last week against Calgary, back-to-back wins over a team that was perhaps hotter than any other in the Western Conference at the time. You guys have had some of your best performances against Coachella Valley, who right now is in first place in the Pacific, Calgary, Abbotsford. It's the top teams where you guys have, have locked down and, and defensively played your best. Why do you think that might be? Well, it might go right back to you know what we started with, Brian. Just the urgency and, and knowing that uh, you know we have to we have to bring it every shift, and and uh, you you just can't get any time off. And and that is, you know, the learning curve with a with a young group and and a new group is is to understand that that you know it's uh, you know they you know everybody you hear it overused again how tough it is to to win in the National Hockey League. Well, it's it's tough in the American Hockey League too. I mean, you you have to play your best every night to give yourself a chance to win. And safe to say, if if you don't play well, you're not going to win. That that's just a fact with with our young group for sure. So so we have to bring it every night. And I think you know we've maybe uh, shown that we we've had more urgency. We we've had uh, a better commitment to a defensive game when we are playing teams that are that are higher in the standings uh, and first place teams. So I mean I think that shows us that we can do it. But it is disappointing from our standpoint that we haven't done it more often. We were talking a little bit earlier in the program about Logan Thompson, who will be an NHL All-Star, and of course Silver Knights fans, Golden Knights fans, uh, became excited about LT with what he did starting with the HSK in his rookie season where he was goaltender of the year. So Golden Knights fans, I think, are used to looking to Henderson to, to see how goaltending is developing. And at the, looking at the battery that, that you have right now, Laurent Brassois has been very strong since coming down, and as an NHL-caliber goaltender, you probably expect that, that he's going to be what... Laurent Brassois has always been, but over the last month, it feels like Yuri Patera has has really had a a statement stretch of games uh, where he's brought his game to another level. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I mean, Yuri, you know, I don't think his start was what what he wanted uh, with the finish that he had last year. But again, learning that you know how to be a, a an American Hockey League starter is is an adjustment. Uh, I think then you know we we you know have got we've had the. You know the, the three goal, goalie system that we've we've implemented implemented here to a certain degree. I mean, Michael Hutchinson has been the odd man out, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. And, and I also think though that that you know did affect Yuri for a little bit. He had a toe injury, missed a you know missed a start. You know, those are all things that I think you know play into it. But now he, he's got a pretty good rotation. I think he's feeling pretty good about himself. And you know, we need him to be really good down the stretch here for us. And, and he's sure shown signs that he will be that. With Tim Speltz, uh, looking over at the, the NHL side of the equation and the Golden Knights, uh, again, there's a number of players who are Silver Knights regulars who are currently with Vegas, Byron Fraze, Jonas Rombjörg. Caden Korzak is another, and I, I'm curious what you think of his uh, play since he got to Vegas, where this has been his longest NHL look, it feels like. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he played 20 minutes last night, so he's not just there to because they need bodies. Bruce Cassidy's giving him legitimate work. 
Yeah, it, it's been it's been really good to see, and, and I think we'd be remiss not to, to mention John Stevens with that. I mean, John has done a, a great job with our young D coming up, and you know, coaching them and, and giving them opportunity to to play. And, and I think that's really important for a young player getting called up, you know, for his confidence and you know to make him feel a part of it. And, and uh, you know, for me, I think when you look at, at Caden, he he was playing his best hockey for us before he got called up. So, you know, I think he went up more because of need, but uh, credit to Caden and that his game was in the right place when he did get called up, and, and now you know he's playing the game. He's playing the game very well. I've been very impressed with the games that I've had a chance to see. Uh, he's not doing too much. He's playing within himself, but he's playing a real good game. Did you notice anything different from some players when they do come back from Vegas? Uh, Braden Pahal, for example, went up, also was used significantly by the coaching staff in Vegas and he comes back to the HSK and of course he's captain so there's a leadership role inherent but it seems like he comes back with a a bit of a boost. Yeah, I sure thought, I agree, Brian. I, I sure thought he had more confidence when he came back. I think knowing that the game he plays in the American League is going to be the same game that he's going to be able to play in the, in the National Hockey League. And, uh, you know, I, I liked Braden's game a lot when he went up. Uh, you know, his game is is very competitive. He's very hard to play against. Uh, you know, he he, uh, he is very good in his in his own zone. Uh, he's a little bit of a throwback in, in, with his physical, physical play. And, and, you know, he took that right up to uh, to Vegas when he played, and, and he brought it back when he when he came back to the to the Silver Knights. And you know, he I think the confidence that that he has, knowing that the game that he plays is a game that's going to give him the opportunity to play in the National Hockey League. Tim, you've of course been in the game a very long time. You also know you have general management experience in the WHL before coming to the Silver Knights, but scouting experience as well. We're at the midway point of the season. That's a, a time when scouts are starting to look towards the plans for the summer it's it's a time when overall the organization is is talking what what are the plans for the the months to come in terms of what things organizationally hockey development department wise uh, you guys are focusing on well, and that's that's been very impressive for me since coming to the organization. Is you know how prepared uh, the staffs are. I, you know, I don't have you know very much to do with the amateur staff, but but they're right on it. They're on it you know, to, to finding prospects, obviously. But I think Vaughn Carpenter and his pro staff. Uh, you know, we we had some meetings last week. Uh, we're going to have meetings again before the uh, before the trade deadline. I mean, I think those are are very important. Uh, where you're always talking about you know, and it's always fluid uh, with you know with the game it, it, and everything with with uh, how players uh, take steps, but but at the same time, I think we're very thorough, understanding what we need, what we want, and what we want to do. And and uh, I'm real comfortable, you know, coming up to March 3rd that you know we'll be on that and and uh, we'll get a chance to you know to look at you know both teams uh, you know for this season 22-23 and and both teams moving forward and, and uh, we'll get those bases covered for sure. Tim, before we let you go on the HSK front, one last thing. Uh, th- this is a, a team that's about to go on a uh, or host a six-game homestand that will start Wednesday against San Jose. And uh, I always say what goes up must come down. So there's a lot of home hockey now. There's going to be a lot of road hockey in March. You guys have been a good home team. You've gotten back to 500 at the Dollar Loan Center. How significant is this next six-game stretch uh, for a team that's right on the cusp of that playoff picture? 
Well, I think a couple of things that this home stand gives us. I mean, we we've got three and four this week, starting Wednesday, as you mentioned. Uh, and then we've got you know we play a, a weekend series, and then we've got a, a week and we play one game. And I, I think looking at that, uh, I think it's important on a couple of fronts. I mean, I, I think we will get some some much needed rest. Uh, in between games, we are playing home games, and and uh, the expectation is there, you know, that we should be able to be successful with that. Uh, and then I think, as importantly, time is going to give us, you know, get us some players back uh, because of of their injuries. So I think it's important on all three fronts. But but for me, I, I think it's very significant for our team and for the you know for the second half that that we have some success here. And and you know, getting back to what we talked about, or you know, earlier, we we have to have that urgency, and and we have to be ready. Uh, ready to you know to bring it and and uh, play you know every game and every shift and and uh, you know we we've got uh, and I said it when we were we were injured we didn't have uh, any margin for error I think similar right now as the league gets better you know you just don't have uh, you don't there's not a large margin for error you can't beat yourself you can't make mistakes and we have to have an efficient game to be successful well Tim we appreciate your time and you mentioned the all-star break is coming it's the all-star break for all of us so uh, does Tim Speltz Go to Cabo, or are you just locked in the film room? Is it the other end of the spectrum? <laughs> well, I think somewhere in between both of those. I don't plan on locking myself in a film room, and I'm not going to Cabo. But you know, I'll definitely enjoy a, a little bit of time. Uh, you know, I've got some family that's that's down in uh, the Phoenix area that that could be an option. Uh, I, you know, it's always great to get back home in Spokane as well. So you know, there's some options and some easy options that'll you know get me two or three days away probably, but uh, nothing too extreme either way well you're a busy man and you'll deserve it but i appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your uh, afternoon today to join us tim speltz thanks for the time thanks brian always enjoy it that's tim speltz general manager of the henderson silver knights uh, as the silver knights uh, continue their push towards a playoff position right now right on the cusp and uh, san jose one of the teams that they're chasing they'll see them for a pair this week on Wednesday and Friday. We will hop out. When we come back, we'll do a quick uh, perusal of storylines around the rest of the National Hockey League and uh, wrap things up as we get ready for the Golden Knights East Coast Road Trip. Brian McCormick here with you on Nighttime at Noon. You're listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas, the Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Craggy Range at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson is the perfect place to enjoy a pregame or postgame meal. Come to watch your nights on one of the Craggy Range's big screen TVs or the huge outdoor LED screen. Enjoy your favorite craft beer, wine, bourbon, or all kinds of cocktails while you catch the action. You can find a menu for the whole family plus a full bar with 16 beer taps. Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill is open daily. No tickets required. Come on down to Craggy Range. And, uh, of course, uh, this has been a Henderson Silver Knights-centric show for the most part. Brian McCormick here with you from Studio 31, City National Arena, on nighttime at noon. The rest of the VGK broadcast family making their way to New Jersey and to Newark at Prudential Center, where the Golden Knights will continue their road trip against the New Jersey Devils, a three-game swing through the metro area that takes them to Prudential Center, to Madison Square Garden and to UBS Arena. So it's a challenging uh, week ahead for the VGK, but the way they've performed on the road this season might be just what the doctor ordered to get them moving in the right direction once again. 
Take a quick look around the uh, National Hockey League and uh, some of the prime news items. And uh, for the Vancouver Canucks, uh, Bruce, there it was. Bruce Boudreaux has been relieved of his coaching duties and replaced uh, with Rick Tockett. It took uh, – it, it was an interesting couple of weeks as it was certainly uh, unique to watch from the outside looking in the – uh, it was no real secret that uh, Bruce Boudreaux was on his way out. It was uh, stated publicly that the uh, Canucks were in the midst of a coaching search, uh, and Rick Tockett will now get that job as he leaves the TNT studio, and he'll be back behind the bench, former head coach uh, in Arizona and in Tampa. He gets the job uh, in Vancouver and uh, a couple other staff changes for the Canucks as well. But I, I'll tell you what, what I took away from that story, what I thought was so fascinating is how often do you see a team struggle and the coaching, uh, the coaching staff isn't under the crosshairs of the fan base. Usually there isn't that much uh, forgiveness or that much patience for a fan base with a coaching staff of a team that is not performing uh, up to par or up to expectations. Uh, but uh, it, was, it was a unique love affair with Bruce Boudreaux and the Vancouver Canuck fan base since, uh, since Bruce There It Is became a thing. So in, in a very difficult and unfortunate circumstance for how the end was clear for uh, Bruce Boudreaux's coaching tenure of, of when he would step uh, out from behind the bench in Vancouver. Nice to see a, a fan send-off. Uh, I think of, you know, recent, super recent comparisons of fan-to-coach communication. Uh, I think of the start of the year in New Jersey, fire Lindy chance, quickly followed by, what was it, sorry Lindy, I think. Um, uh, nice to see Bruce Boudreaux uh, appreciated on his way uh, out the door in Vancouver by the fan base and... Uh, Certainly a, a unique relationship and uh, and good that Bruce Boudreaux, at the very least from the fan base, he leaves knowing he was well-loved. Uh, looking around the rest of the NHL, some uh, returns, if you will, some homecomings. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau is going to play his first game back in Calgary tonight. Uh, and, of course, a uh, Calgary Flames team that continues to uh, stay in the mix. Right now they are fifth in the Pacific Division standings, four points back of Edmonton. It's been a bit of a challenge for them this season, but again, considering the position they looked like they were going to be in uh, in the summer, losing Johnny Gaudreau, losing Matthew Kachuk, they were able to do that in a fashion that also brought in uh, Jonathan Huberdeau. The Calgary Flames have, have stayed afloat, but uh, it'll be interesting to see the, the reception that uh, Johnny Gaudreau gets in Calgary because he is a player that chose to leave. Uh, my guess, I would say it's going to be warm. It's going to be positive. He's a player that had a lot of success there and made them uh, a legitimate cup contender in, in recent years. Uh, but this will be his first game back. And for uh, Johnny Goudreau, decent numbers, but not uh, outstanding in Columbus this year either. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, he can conjure up in his first game back in his old stomping grounds at the Saddle Dome. Darcy Kemper uh, is going to be back for his first game in Colorado uh, tonight, of course, Darcy Kemper backstopping the Colorado Avalanche to a Stanley Cup last season. Uh, and he will be back in Colorado. That is tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken, that the Avalanche uh, will host the Washington Capitals. So a couple of fun homecoming games to keep an eye on. Uh, and another storyline, I mean, just... Connor McDavid having another video game season. It's not anything new at this point, but he has 40 goals and 48 assists in 48 games. And you know, I don't think we talked about enough just because Connor McDavid can score three goals on any given night, how quickly his numbers can boost by 10 points at a time. 40 goals in 48 games. It's not a razor thin margin. He wasn't that far off from a pace 
of his capabilities somewhere in the weeks in the recent past that we could have been having a 50 and 50 conversation for Connor McDavid. I feel like that kind of snuck past us, but Connor McDavid uh, certainly going to break 100 points maybe by this evening. Uh, jokes aside, there has not been a 130 point season in the National Hockey League, if I'm not mistaken, since I believe 95 96. Uh, Connor McDavid has a chance to blow past that. That'll be fun to keep an eye on in the days to come. Well, that's going to do it for us on Nighttime at Noon. Thanks for hanging with me, everybody. Golden Knights are in action tomorrow night as they battle the New Jersey Devils at uh, Prudential Center. And that game will be on ESPN Plus and Hulu exclusively. So make sure you put yourself in a position to catch that puck drop in New Jersey will be at 4.30 p.m. from Prudential Center. I'm Brian McCormick. Appreciate you joining us on this Monday afternoon for Nighttime at Noon. We'll see you down the road on Fox Sports Las Vegas.